Welcome to an extra special episode of Chapel Bell Curve. As always, I'm Justin, and I do not have Nathan today, but I was instead joined by somebody that you do know if you've been paying attention to college football at all in the past 10 to 15 years. I was contacted by his agent last week to see if I'd want to sit down for 10 or so minutes with Tim Tebow, and so of course I said yes, and here's the interview. We talk a little bit about his time as a college football quarterback, we talk about where stats have come from, where they're going, and a little bit about what might be going through all of the juniors' minds as they decide whether or not to declare for the 2020 draft or stay one more year. So hope you enjoy this. And if you haven't already, go listen to our Sugar Bowl episode. It's a little uh, wishy-washy all over the place, but it still gets to the Sugar Bowl eventually, along with a bunch of recruiting information as well. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this quick interview with Tim Tebow. Justin, what's up, man? Not a whole bunch, man. Not... (laughs) wasn't actually uh this is pretty exciting for me this is a surprise to be honest uh especially since i'm not sure they told you uh what our show is <laughs> nice tell me a little bit about your show yeah so so we're an advanced stats football podcast but it's specifically catered to the university of georgia and so when i heard that i was uh, gonna have a chance to speak with you i was pretty excited but i was like i wonder <laughs> yeah that's okay hey yeah. listen that's what grace is for man that's it's right all good yeah, so so I'm super excited to have you have you uh, uh, have your ear this morning, but uh, I have a few questions for you um, as both the the football player Tim Tebow and also ESPN analyst Tim Tebow. But I do these interviews a little sequentially as far as your your life goes, starting a little bit younger and building to now. And so one of my first questions I like to talk to to folks, especially people that that have gone from being an athlete to being an ESPN analyst, uh, but surround their whole life with sports, is if you could go back and do anything else, or, or is there anything else about you, like a hobby you do that doesn't get brought up enough that you wish you could talk about more often um just kind of in your spare time or anything oh that's a a really good question i'd say the thing that i'm most passionate about in life is um is my foundation and bringing faith hope and love to those needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need um i I do think it's something that i I do try to bring up because it's important and we share a mission all around the world and we're in you know over 35 countries now so it's something i do love bringing up and to me it's always going to be more important than sports Mm -hmm. um so um, I think that that's um, it's more than a hobby. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you were to to go back um, to young Tim Tebow and you were to do something other than than football or, or baseball or, or sports in general, what would you you do differently? Who would you be today, as a, professionally? I guess. Well, that's a really really good question. I would say some of the top things would be um, pastor, missionary, um, possibly Navy SEAL. Those are all things I wanted to do. So, Growing up, uh, Army Ranger, possibly. Let me think. Um, yeah, those are four things that I always thought about when I was growing up that I thought would be be really fun. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. So um, moving forward a little bit into sports then, I know uh, working with ESPN, you may be familiar with Bill Connolly and his SP Plus system, of course. His system is kind of what our show is based on, and that's kind of what we started using when we started three years ago. And so I know it's still relatively young, but I want to kind of get your thoughts on back when you were a player for, for Florida, how advanced stats looked to you as a player and also your, your, you know, the folks that were feeding you those stats and, and how it affected your play and how you've seen them change and affect the game over the past decade. Yeah, I mean, stats is just a, it's such a big um, category and mm-hmm. topic that I think as a player, for me, there's a lot of stats you got to throw out and a lot of them that that and some of them that you really need to focus on right mm-hmm. so like for us 
we would break it down um, a lot of it based on uh, game, quarter, and how many drives we're getting and how many drives we're expecting getting, to get in a game. You know, we if, if we were able to get 13 possessions in a game, we wanted to break it down. Okay, so what's that going to mean? Is that going to mean we're going to get, um, you know, uh, it, um, something like three, 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 and four, or how are we going to do that? And then we wanted to set a goal. Some of our some games we wanted to score every time we touched the ball. Some games it was like, okay, we want to be able to um, finish every drive with a kick, whether that's when it, and get at least two first downs on every drive. So we wanted to finish it with a punt, a field goal, or an extra point. And so I think there would be staff that would play in. So it very rarely would it be yards or or, or would it be um, even touchdowns. It would be. Um, we want to put our defense in a great position, so we want to get at least two first downs on, on every possession. We want to be able to win the turnover battle. That means we got to help our team, so we don't want to put them in a bad situation by, by uh, giving the football up. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to play complementary team football. And so I think sometimes people just look at stats, you know, like, um, oh, wow, they throw for this many yards. Listen, there's a reason why Texas Tech and, and Washington State don't win championships, right? Mm-hmm. They don't play complementary football. And so you could say, wow, they got the leading passer every year, but how many um, rings are they wearing on their finger? Not a lot, yeah. you know? And so I think it's just there's certain stats that come into play. Um, like, obviously, everybody wants to score touchdowns, but there's even more important things than just – oh, we scored 30 points. Well, you scored 30 points, but you gave the defense 14 um, <laughs> on turnovers and you put them in bad positions a couple other times. So ultimately, you didn't have a good game, you yeah. know? And, um, and I think, I don't know if I answered your question, but in a roundabout way, that's how we kind of uh, approached it. So efficiency for us was very important. Yeah. I think it's it's what I'm getting from you and hearing from you is like it was much more intentional than people may give it credit for. It's not necessarily reactive, oh. but you're trying to be as intentional as possible, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and they would be broken down a lot on first, second, third. Um, it would be, you know, third, long, third, medium, third and short. Um, you know, our tendencies with stuff like that, like we took a lot of pride, any third and fourth or one, that was our go-to because it was, it was, they know it's coming. We know it's coming and we're going to go hit them in the face. Like that was something we, we chalked up every single time. I, um, I think it was maybe my junior year. We, we had a uh, a really good statistic, and oh, this was another one we really focused on. But how when we get in the red zone, how many times do we come away with touchdowns? And I think that year we had a kind of a silly percentage of of how many times we scored, how many times we came away with touchdowns, and um, like stuff like that was really important to us because that was playing into into our our plan to win, yeah. which was play great defense, win the. Um, win the turnover battle, um, win the kicking game, score in the red zone. You, you brought up junior year, which is a really important question for Georgia fans right now. Uh, I know that, that Georgia's offense has been a bit lackluster and stats really haven't been able to, to give us a lot of answers to that, unfortunately, because Georgia's been doing what they need to do most of the time. And so the stats kind of show that. But But with that being said, a lot of fans, the average fan is kind of trying to point fingers at someone, as fans tend to do. Uh, but someone with your unique experience as both a college football player, ESPN analyst, someone who has just surrounded their life with football in general, what is something a, a fan can do to better to be better stewards of, of their fan base, uh, the team, and the players that they're really excited about, you think? Wow, that's really a deep, um, good question. <laughs> I would say it's to kind of understand the overall context of how a team's trying to work and then understand 
all right, maybe we, we're not trying to have a no huddle up tempo offense that's trying to score 45 points like LSU. Maybe we're trying to do what I was just talking about, putting the defense in a good situation, playing complimentary football. And so it's not going to, you know, just say blatant things like, oh, we got a terrible offense, you know, but, you know, that's not necessarily the case. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's just to really try to understand what's the game plan, what's, what are they trying to um, to do, and how does it all come together? Um, and um, and I think that's something that sometimes people can jump to conclusions that all of a sudden if they don't score 40 points, it's the quarterback's fault or yeah. the OC's fault or, you know. And so look at – kind of watch it and, and try to see the real reasons why. Mm-hmm. So I did say junior year because, uh, you know, we, we have Jake Fromm right now that could potentially declare early for the NFL draft. And I, my question for you is other than, than, quote unquote, being ready, what compels an athlete to stay for their senior year? And what kind of things might be going on behind the scenes that fans might, might not be seeing uh, regarding his decision? There's so many things about um, his decision, about a lot of players' decisions. Like he has to he has to try to think, OK, if if I go, am I going to go high enough to be able to to make it um, worth it where I can take care of my family. You know, I know Jake's someone that loves his school. So if he stayed, could he finish it out and try to win a championship? But if he, then he's got to think about if I stay, well, I got to think about, is our offense going to be any better? We're going to lose our, our, our best athlete in DeAndre Swift. We're going to lose some of our offensive linemen. We, we don't have a lot of uh, returning very good receivers. We're losing our best receiver and another one that's young is injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got to, I got to regroup and deal with young receivers. It'll be one thing if you had a veteran group coming back, how good's our defense going to be? Are we going to have a chance to win a championship or am I coming back? Am I just going to hurt myself? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, injuries, how's his body feeling? Um, does, does his family want him to graduate? Um, does he want to graduate? Is that important to him? You know, and I think for everyone, for me, it was important. I wanted, I wanted to graduate, but I wanted to finish what I started with the guys that came in with. I wanted yeah. to try to win another championship. And in my mind, I thought, yeah, it would be awesome to go to NFL. And, but I want to finish what I started here and then go to the next challenge. Yeah. And, um, uh, and I just was, I, I was, and I am still diehard Florida, um, lover of college football and wanted to finish it. And, um, uh, but everyone's different and mm-hmm. we see the game and life differently. And so I think each person kind of comes at it their own way, but I think those are some of the things that he'll be processing. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, I only have you for a second longer, but I wanted to ask you about uh, in the next couple hours, you're actually going out to do uh, a service project out in New Orleans with a bunch of great folks. Will you tell everybody a little bit about the work you're doing today with the Allstate Good Works team? Yeah, I'm out here with the Allstate Good Works team and all of the players uh, um, that are part of it. Uh, Jake Fromm is a part of it. He won't be here with us today because he'll be practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's done a great job in his community and with special needs and giving back. And all of these young men have done so much to give back. And that's actually what we're doing today is um, I'll be out here. Usher will be out here. A lot of the young men will be out here and we'll be refurbishing um, uh, different parts of the Einstein Charter School, the, from the weight room to the garden to the tennis courts to repainting a bunch of stuff. And um, one, it's a pleasure just to meet all these young men who have done so much um, good work in their communities and really around the world. Uh, and then it's awesome to be able to partner with them and get our hands dirty and, and try to make a difference for all the kids that, that are blessed to go to school here. And um, last year, um, 
it was rated an F and this year it's rated a B. That's the difference that the teachers have made. Um, and so we just want to continue that trend and, and, and give them a helping hand. Awesome. That's fantastic. And I, I know I can't keep you much longer. So I just want to say thanks so much for, for spending uh, this time with me this morning. I hope you have a really awesome time in New Orleans. Uh, I know I got a lot of good friends out there. So thank you. Well, thank you for all the, the really fun and interesting questions and the different approach to it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Save my number. We can talk sometime. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right. Thanks, man.